and welcome down and welcome back to episode 55 of the Down South Photo Show. Uh, we've had a couple of weeks off and it feels like we've had three months no, off. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's for me. A lot, uh, yeah. a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks, which we will talk about tonight. Uh, uh, welcome down to episode 55 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in a sodden and pouring rain ocean grove really? uh and my mate over on the other screen there and or oh. in your other ear if you're just listening to this cam blake down in hobart tasmania australia hello cameron hello brendan uh not raining here um not yet not yet it's coming that's uh i've, I've been googling i've down i've downloaded the blueprints for noah's ark so i'm ready i'm ready to go <laughs> in case we need to build it uh how, how yeah. many cubits of timber have you got hasn't someone built noah's ark someone has done it though uh, I think it's been actually done a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but I think there's one now that's like a tourist attraction. You can yeah. Do. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Clive Palmer going to do it? Oh, no, he's, he's going to no, do it. No, he's doing the Titanic. Titanic. Yeah, that's he's right. an idiot. Yeah, um, uh, anyway, I am I am here in Hobart. <laughs> it has been a nice day today. But, uh, yeah, we've had a couple of weeks off. I don't feel like I've stopped since the last episode. Uh, you seem to have had a nice rest and uh, a I visit did. to over the ditch. And I I've did. just been hard at work, so... You know. Oh, poor Cameron! It is. It's tough, mate. But is it really hard at work? You're doing. I can. I can a job tell you. That you absolutely thoroughly love. So I, it's not I absolutely love what I do. But I am running on empty. I've got three workshops to go this year. Oh boy! And uh, uh, not much room in between. So uh, yeah, I thought. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think. I thought Bright Festival of Photography was going to be a bit of a relaxing sort of weekend or unwind. But no, that no, wasn't. So was we'll talk about that. It was stupidly crazy. As always, um, we dodged all the rain that was meant to hit. Oh, well um, but yeah, we, we had a good fun. But I can explain more of that as we go along. Is there we anything? will talk about that a bit more as we yeah, go exactly. along. Um, yeah. I want to start with our backgrounds, and we're going to start with yours. My one. Okay, well, my one. I'm like, I can't put my finger over the camera this time. It's too far away. It's too far away. Uh, so this is uh, a place called the Cathedral, uh, which is on top of Mount Buffalo, which is a beautiful mountain uh, in the Alpine region of Victoria. Uh, this is one of the locations we did um, our My Keep It Simple Stupid workshop. So I actually got to call people stupid and kept it simple. It's great. So we did a two mornings at this location. Uh, so what was that, Saturday and Sunday morning? Um, funnily enough, this isn't a photo from the weekend. This is a photo from another time uh, <laughs> because I didn't hardly take any photos at BFOP this year. I was out teaching the whole time. But it's a beautiful spot, Mount Buffalo, really good landscape location um you know what it's like buffalo you've been there uh it's just got endless locations for cool shots so if you're up at uh northeast victoria drop up to buffalo take your camera get there early morning late afternoon and you'll have a playground to play in absolutely um it is a great part of the world what were you getting to the uh for bfop you were at these locations pretty early i would imagine yeah so this one we actually we didn't there was three groups that went up Buffalo every morning. I'll make sure you can say it right. Uh, three groups that went up Buffalo every morning. There was myself, there was Mika Boynton, and then there was Tom Putt who took groups. They left at five o'clock each morning to get up there for sunrise. And for some reason, my groups left at six to get up there just after sunrise. So I don't know what the logic behind that was, but it meant that we had an extra hour of sleep in and it meant that we didn't get the stupidly cold, dark walks over the rocks and uh, icy rocks that the others did so it worked out okay so we were up there by about seven o'clock every morning and we let we it was a two and a half hour session and then we came back down to bright afterwards so we had yeah two morning sessions early morning light we'll call it, it wasn't sunrise but early morning light yeah awesome 
that's pretty good. That's really cool. I mean, so you you were getting there when it was plenty of daylight to see what you yeah. were doing. Yeah, yeah. And we could hear the other groups. We could hear Tom's group who was up the road that way and climbing over the back of one of these mountains. So we could hear them all screaming in, in terror as they walked in the dark with Tom. But, <laughs> uh, it was getting a bit gnarly for some of them. But our groups were pretty good. We, we literally got off the bus. We did about a half-hour session, how to set your camera up nice and easy for your landscapes uh, using a very simple method that I put out there in regards to aperture um, your composition and your time of day, just get it all right, lined up, it makes it easy. And then pretty much let them loose into the paddocks and off they went. Um, awesome. A big shout out to a guy called Ben. If he's, I don't know if he's a watcher or a listener, he hopefully he is. is now. He must yeah. be. You must have pluged the Down South Forest. I did. I actually, hard. I plugged it pretty hard. I even wore a t shirt. Hey. Uh, and I plugged it in a presentation I did as well. Uh, but Ben, uh, he's probably not going to like this shout out because just around the corner here, there was a a little, we call them tarns down here. You guys in the big island call them little ponds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a frozen pond that he fell in up Ooh. to his waist. Oh, and, uh, his camera hit him in the face. He had a bit of a cut down here. Right. Uh, so, g'day, Ben. Hope you're feeling better. But he was wet. He wasn't too miserable, <laughs> though. He was, he was pretty happy about the whole thing. He was okay. Um, his partner, who was there as well, as most caring partners would do in the photography scene, went, Well, he's an idiot. It's his fault. Don't care. Yeah, uh, move, yep. so we moved on from there, but um, well done, yeah, beautiful Mount Buffalo, and not as green as your background. That yours looks like something out of Ireland or something. Oh, um, I don't know where to start. I, I, I had an absolutely wonderful time over in New Zealand across the ditch. Um, and I'm going to try it. There we go. Can you see that? All right, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, so that was um, this is literally my brother's backyard. Um, so my brother lives uh, just south of Napier, just out of Havelock North. For those of you playing along at home that might know the area, it's Hawke's Bay in uh, in New Zealand. Yeah. And uh, he's got a, about seven or so acres and his property borders the Tuki Tuki River, which is world that's famous great, for its... That's a great it, name for a river. It's a good name, isn't it? Yeah, the, the T-U-K-I, T-U-K-I, the Tuki Tuki. And it's world famous for its trout fishing. Uh, and it's actually the border of his property, but across the other side of the river is that, which is Timata Peak. Um, yeah, an absolutely wonderful uh, place to 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 yeah, go. I'm and, looking on Google at the moment. It looks oh, awesome. and, and it's one of those places. It's it's hard to explain. It's not a huge mountain by any stretch of the imagination, mm. but it sort of just juts out. Yeah. And the amazing fun fact about Timata Peak: we were up there. We we went up. You can do a there's, if I point correctly, just there in that little saddle. There's a little viewing yeah. platform there. So from where from where my brother's farm is to the top of Timata Peak would be five kilometers. So yep. that's what we're looking at there. And on the top of the mountain are shells that are buried in the soil, like a, that are in uh, the rock and in the soil. Right. So this was the seafloor yes. um, a few hundred thousand years ago. And of course, if you know New Zealand, you know it's on the Pacific Rim of Fire and um, mm. gets a lot of volcanic action, a lot of uh, tectonic action. So yeah. yeah, that was jutted up a few hundred thousand years ago. I like I love the, the the trees there in the valley and the it's, sun catching it's some just, and it's just awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, looks, and, um, and of course so this, green. I couldn't get over it, mate. Like I, I was I was taking photos over there and it's early spring or you know kicked into spring. Yeah, and I think it's the new growth. New, yeah, new growth yeah. on these trees is iridescent green, and yeah, I kept having to ask uh, my partner. I was like. Well, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Like this is beyond green. Like it's, it, yeah. as I say, almost fluorescent green. Yeah. Um. So when I was doing, you know, editing and stuff like, that, I'm like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to 
be really careful of the saturation here because it's yeah. it's already peaking, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, that 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 happens. Actually, we spoke about it on up in Bright that the use of circular polarizers make a huge difference in getting that contrast and saturation. And sometimes you get a shot that's really green. You're like, crap! I've actually got to touch touch the green down a bit. People are going to yeah. think I've oversaturated it. But um, yeah, that's beautiful. And that's not taken from the ground, is it? That's a no. no that is the that is the derone. So is, um, is, it, is that legally derone or is that yes, it is. There? So um, from where we, it was actually quite funny because. Uh, as you know, with the drone, it's got a 140 meter ceiling or 400 foot ceiling. So no, it doesn't would, goes higher would, than that. <laughs> it can <laughs> if you don't want to play by the rules. But I, uh, so I was launching the drone, getting it to maximum height, and then flying towards Tomato Peak, and then basically almost hitting ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. So I was down below. Um, yeah, cool. But yeah, I, I every day I was putting the drone up and buzzing around Tomato Peak. So it was, yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wasn't, so it wasn't, wasn't the only thing you were buzzing around in, was it? No. Um, that was cool. <laughs> my brother has a lot of toys. Yeah, he <laughs> so, does. Um, I do like yeah, that, that toy he had. Yeah, there was lots of different uh, modes of transport, shall we say, uh, yeah. from, you know, sports cars and boats and uh, yeah. ele- everything electric and a very, very uh, powerful. Uh, off-road buggy that he's got as well so um yeah we had we had a blast and it's always good to see family of course um i wasn't over there to take photos but of course as if i could help myself yeah that's right um you know in a place like that absolutely magnificent part of the world so new zealand is a a pretty special place yeah i must say and to our listeners if you most people when they do new zealand it's all about the south island and i totally get that the south island is nuts like it's you know it's it's very very impressive incredibly dramatic scenery and all that sort of stuff if you give yourself an extra week um head see more of the north island it's actually i think it's there's parts of the north island that are very very well kept secret and this is one of them Um, yeah the hawke's bay region it's known as the food bowl of New Zealand. Um, there's massive irrigation areas through there. They grow everything there. Um, all uh-huh. kinds of stone fruit, lots of apples, um, all through that area. Um, obviously, there's a few sheep there, Ken. No, and in New Zealand. I know. No, Big, I a lot of, lot of dairy there as well. So it's, right. uh, yeah, it's Is that because uh, does it have like volcan- volcanic soil there? Yeah, and stuff like the that? soil's incredibly rich. So yeah. Um, Mount Ruapehu, which is uh, in the central part of the North Island, just to the south of Lake Taupo, when that exploded, the wind was blowing in a certain direction that actually blew most of the soil uh, towards Hawke's Bay. Um, right, okay. So this area got completely covered when Ruapehu uh, did its big eruption. I can't, couldn't give you the, the year when it was. But yeah. Um, so the soil here is is incredibly fertile and incredibly mm. rich. So yeah. Uh, and my, my brother is a irrigation specialist, so um, he's go. in the right area for that. He certainly is. It reminds me a bit um, as you head up towards the northwest of Tassie here, we've got um, rolling hills like that, and that's all volcanic soil is there yeah. as well. So you get all that yeah. um, beautiful greenness. So, well, there you go. Look at us too with our um, pretty fantastic backgrounds of places we've been recently. Yeah, no, it was absolutely awesome. Um that's good. So let me uh, just read some notes here for a sec. So you've just got back from Viva, and it also says here you're now a finalist for the uh, is that yeah. chosen Tassie Awards? It is. Yes, we really? as we, when we were away, we got an email saying that we've become one of the finalists for the Tasmanian Tourism Awards, which was pretty cool. It was a pretty grueling application that I had some help with from people that we don't shout out on the on the on the show anymore because they get embarrassed. 
Um, <laughs> so, um, so we had a bit, a little bit of help, but uh, yeah, we we entered in the adventure tourism uh, category based on the overland track and all the things that we do with photography. Uh, and we've become a finalist. So we get to go to the gala on the 4th of November. Uh, it's $199 to go to this gala. And I can tell you now, folks, I am drinking $199 worth of free alcohol <laughs> while I'm there. Uh, I'm not, where, I'm not where, one, is, where is the gala? I think it's at the Rest Point Casino. I think it's at some fancy, like it's fancy right. black tie thing. Yeah, I can, can you I'm, imagine I'm, me in a black tie. <laughs> I'm, I'm available. No worries. I'm free. Okay. Yep. So let's All go. Right. Well, you I'll can go on my place. I, I am one. I'm not one to go and enjoy galas. I don't mind dressing up every now and then for a wedding or, you know, yeah. good old cricket presentation night. But, but then, yeah, if you're paying for it, I'm like, well, we're going to get yeah. our money's worth. So, going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. So, that happens uh, early November. We find out if we win anything or not, but um, so it was pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's a feather in your cap, mate, to be, it should be. a finalist in something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Your hard work's paying off. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, just got back from BFOP. Uh, a shout out to anyone who's listening who went to BFOP. I know there is, I met Mel in person. Ah. Yeah. Nice. He's, a, he's a lovely gentleman. He's still, Hello, a, Canon, he's still a Canon user. Is so. he, did he, did he? Ask why I haven't replied to him for doing one of his prints. You know what? Your name wasn't mentioned once. Hmm. So I think he I stands think he to reason because I, I think I've been ignoring him, not on purpose, Mel, but uh, <laughs> I've been a busy boy. Um, um, but yeah, he was, he came on a couple of workshops of mine and had a great time. Um, but yeah, again, he's still a Canon user, but he, you know what? He wore it on the, on the chin pretty well. Hmm. There was lots of Canon jokes. Even the whole festival is sponsored by almost every camera brand, but Canon. <laughs> So Canon, so Canon just get chewed out like nothing else, which is fantastic. But uh, yeah, so shout out to everyone who listens, who came along, and for those who came up and introduced themselves, say good day. You know, it's really hard sometimes to remember faces and and names. And uh, big shout out to Matt and Nick who organised the festival and all the presenters. Uh, we had close to four hundred fifty people there. Uh, we had twenty or thirty instructors, over two thousand workshops. It was just nuts. Um, so we did presentations, workshops shenanigans fair bit of drinking went on um a few games going on so yeah it was really good so they've already put out uh when this comes out on friday there'll be tickets available for 2023 over the weekend so link in I'll, description oh no I'll, I'll do the link you won't that's right <laughs> you, you link won't in description. The <laughs> um, so yeah october 6 to 8 2023 three yeah so yeah it was really good Brilliant. so we had, we had a great time and um it really it um, sort of gives you a bit of a buzz. It re-energizes you a bit when you come home and really, really good networking place as well to meet all people and who want to come to Tassie and stuff like that. I think, I really think, I know we're talking off air, the date doesn't work great for you, but I really think camera and photo should make an appearance or sponsor okay. or do all something. Right. Well, let's see where we are in 12 months time, but uh, it sounds yeah. good to me. Uh, yeah. I, I had every intention of getting there this year, but uh, we had a little clash of dates, but that's okay. Mm, yeah. We can make it work. Yeah. I mean, you know, We'll make things happen if we need to, um, which leads us to our main topic for discussion. Um, uh, so BFOP stands for the Bright Festival of Photography. Yep. And it's basically a meeting of the minds where you get uh, people who are uh, very, very keen on their photography to come along and talk to guys like yourself, guys and gals like yourself who are yep. interested in um, girls teaching the stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're interested in, in teaching photography. Yeah. Um, and we want to talk about whether it's worth going to something like this. Now, clearly, uh, full disclosure, 
Cam is part of the festival, so he's going to push its barrow pretty hard. But let's take take your BFOP hat off for a little while, Cam. Oh, I can take it off. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 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 you know what would be the benefits for uh, any of our listeners of attending not just BFOP but a festival yeah. like this? Like I'm sure there's other. Um, well, is this a one? Is well, this I a think one of a kind I, sort of thing, or is it? It is a it is a bit of a one of a kind thing, but there's definitely other. Certain, like the Canon Collective do outings and, you know, there's all different places and brands that do outings. But I guess the topic around this is whether or not they're worth going to. And it's one of the things that a lot of people ask beforehand. It's like, oh, am I really going to learn something or am I really going to get something out of it? Um, and I thought it would be a good little point of interest to talk about. Um, for example, Bright Festival of Photography costs you about $180. You get two and a half, almost three days of nonstop photography action. You can do what you want. You can join workshops. You can listen to presentations. They had a trade show there. You can buy gear. They have all gear specials. And so I really think, you know, it's not necessarily about learning more about your photography, but I think, as I was saying, it's a really, really good networking opportunity as well to meet like-minded people that might live in your sa- in the same state or use the same brand or follow the same sort of genre of photography. It, it covers all genres. So I really think they are worth it. Again, I've, I've got a, a, a invest investment in this, obviously, because people come along that helps us, but um there was a lot of newbies that came along this year and they've already started wanting tickets for next year because uh it was just such a great vibe such a great sort of little community feel about the whole thing so i think they're definitely worth it um but having said that i've also met people who think that they're not worth it and think they can learn more from their photography from researching online or researching in books or you know sticking to their little camera clubs and stuff like that which is fine but um i think it's worth it but i don't have you ever been to any big things like like you would have gone to trade shows and things oh, like that yeah back back in my camera house days yeah um, I, I went to a lot of trade shows and agms and that sort of stuff but nothing like this nothing yeah. ever like this um i've never actually attended a workshop as a student or anything like that i run mm. workshops but I've, I've never been to one um I, I think the question for me is that like how you say there's a heap of different workshops going on. How, how does that work? How do you facilitate that? Do I do I get my ticket and then have to book into the workshops before yeah. I fill up? Or yeah, you do. Uh, so yeah. okay. Um, so we'll use Bright as an example, and this is sometimes an example of maybe why it's not worth people going. Yeah, um, is because what they do is you pay your ticket price, and then they give you it's almost like what they call BFOP cash. They give you a certain amount of cash. Yeah, and each each workshop, depending on where it is, who it is, how long it is, what it is, will have a different bfop cash value yeah so on average most people can book sort of three or four workshops over the two and a half days and then you're allowed to actually chip in real money to buy more if you want to do that um the thing the downfall with this is that every year without fail it's become a complete piss take now that every year when it goes live that you can go and book all your workshops the whole site crashes so (laughs) this year it took three and a half seconds for the site to crash yeah. Uh, so then everyone's like, well, I had all my stuff in the cart to book out. I've, I've got, I wanted all the things I wanted to do and it's all gone tits up and not work. So that's one reason why you might not go. If you don't like the stress of yeah. having to try and rush to go and book things or compete against other things to book things that may not work for you. Um, but yeah, pretty much you go in there and say, look, I love landscapes. All right, I'm going to do a landscape with Cam. Uh, I love doing food photography. I'll go do a food shop with Carl. Um, I love doing sports. So I'll go do a sports photography one or animals or whatever it might be. And then you just pick which ones you want. Um, and then if you've got extra money, you can go and buy extra workshops that fit in the slots that you want. So yeah, yeah, um, you can go hard or you can go easy. So some people literally went 
workshop to workshop to workshop to workshop the whole way through the weekend. And by Sunday night, they were dead. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much they just done. Yeah. I mean, there was other people who just did a couple of workshops, but went and did all the presentations and just went around the town in Brighton, enjoyed looking around the town as well. So it can be full on or not full on, depending on what you wanted to go. But so yeah. my understanding is there's a central hub area. Yes, there is. There was a big HQ, which is a big yep. marquee and a community center. And yep. where was that set up? Uh, that was set up at the Bright Community Center, which um, if anyone knows Bright, uh, top end of the main street where the shops are behind um, where the bakery is and the old post office. Yep. Just out, just out the back there. Yeah. And they put up a big marquee as well. Cool. Uh, in the community center, they had brands. They had all like, you know, they had Nikon, Olympus, formerly, artists formerly known as. Uh, they had Camera House from Croydon who had had heaps of deals on. Nigel Pro, was there. Nigel was there. Uh, Low yep. Pro Bags. Uh, what else do they have? They had the guys from Lower Lenses. Low, low, I can never say it properly. Yeah. Sorry, Adam, if you're watching. Um, they lent me a beautiful nine mil lens for my little Leica, which is great. Um, and yeah, heaps of other other things there. And you could go along. They had uh, Nikon are incredible. And I know I harp on about how crap Nikon's menu systems are, but they had like hundreds of items you could borrow. So if you wanted to go borrow the 400 mil 2.8 Nikon lens, it was there. You just pick it up for the day and away you go. It's yours for the day. Brilliant. Uh, if you wanted to try all the new Z series cameras, I had multiple bodies. You just pick one up and go. Um, same with Olympus. Olympus had uh, even had that 100 to 400 that white pro lens. Mm -hmm. uh, people got to play with that. Uh, there's only, there's one, only one, like four of them in the world. I was going to say, there's only like one or two in Australia. Um, <laughs> Having said that, though, there was a guest at the beef at Beefop who was walking around with one hanging off his shoulder. I'm like, is that the one off the table? Is that yours? He goes, no, that's, that's mine. I'm like, you, <laughs> you lucky bastard. Yes. yes. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you want to try gear out, it was really good for that as well. And I think that's where these trade shows, AGM festival things work well, is that you can sort of get your hands on things without having to pay for them or, you know, line up for them. They're always just there to borrow. So, yeah. yeah. Great. So, yeah, it was good. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think they're worth it. Um, I think one of the workshops I did <clears throat> was the keep it simple, stupid workshop, which is all about stop getting on YouTube, which is counterproductive to what we're doing right now, but don't get, don't, <laughs> yeah, get stop, off YouTube right now, get off YouTube right now, cut it. But you know, all the people that they, some people just go down that rabbit hole. We all do it based on whatever interests we have. Of course but you, you go down that rabbit hole of YouTube about how to do this, this or that. And some people find that's the way they want to learn, but other people like learning hands on. And, and this is where I think these type of things are better excuse me, because they are more hands-on and you get to talk to the professionals directly. Um, we had about 20 people per group, um, which is okay for two and a half hours. Uh, two hours or so gives everyone six minutes of my time, each person. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you do it as a big group and then you just walk around and help people out. And uh, all the feedback I got from my workshops is people loved them and got, got a lot out of them and, learned, you know, ironed out a few creases that they weren't sure about and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I'd say they're worth it. But Yeah, I mean, from, from my perspective um just looking at the caliber of presenter you had at bfop i mean there, mm. there was a venerable who's who of australian photography yeah. that, that were running these workshops um you good self included and and you can't you can't buy experience um no. but i suppose in this sort of instance you kind of can you, yeah, you, yeah. your ticket gives you access to these great minds who uh, it's only going to be good for your photography right i mean yeah 
you know, we, you and I have banged on for ages on the podcast now about spending your money on actually getting out to these locations, yeah. which is 100% true because that builds your experience and builds your knowledge base. Yeah. But when you can chuck down a couple of hundy and go to a pl- an amazing place like Bright, mind you, yeah. it's a stunning yeah. part of That's Victoria, yeah. um, you know, and, and have access to that amount of knowledge, well, then, yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, it sounds like a downright bargain. And and the thing was that's I love about BFOP is, and you're right, like, you know, there's a little, there's a, you check your ego at the door, but it is a lovely feeling to think that people are coming along to sort of learn off you from what you do, which I still struggle a bit internally that people want to learn what I do. But um, but it, it's such a great environment that there there is no ego. So you can walk up to any photographer that's there uh, and say, hey, I don't, I don't get this. Or, hey, I love how you did that. Can you please tell me how you did that? And I can kid you not, every single one of them will stop and give you the five minutes of time to yep. talk to you. And whether or not they've got a pie and a coffee in their hand waiting to have a lunch break, They'll put it down and help. So it's a really, really great environment where, where there's none of this. Oh, sorry, I'm too good to talk to you. Go away. It's yeah. It's very interactive. It's very warm. It's very community based. And um, I think that's the one thing I take out of it as as a as a professional myself is that, you know, you can actually admire the peers that you're working with because we're all at the same level of what we want to achieve, and we're all there. We're all there to really help these great people enjoy what we do as photographers as well. So um, it's definitely worth having a look at. Um, if you want to, even if you think you're quite good at your photography and don't need much help, the vibe around this place is incredible. Like the fun and games that we have and an absolute truckload of prizes. Um, they gave away, Olympus gave away an OM1 and a 12 to 100 kit, which is like four and a half thousand. Nikon gave away a couple of things. Fuji, actually Fuji were there as well. The guys at Fuji were there. Um, they gave away a heap of stuff. Um, like there's just things going away everywhere. We did a silent auction as well. Uh, cool. We did some fundraising. Um, Olympus, because of the weather, Olympus, or artists formerly known as, had 350 Olympus rain jackets they wanted to get rid of. So they brought them along <laughs> and, and people people had to put a gold coin donation in it at registration to get a jacket. And they raised $21,500 for charity. Wow. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. And the, the silent auction, we raised seven almost $7,000 for charity. And then there was also a few other auctions they did on stage. So I think overall they would have raised it close to $35,000 uh, for really good causes. So, you know, again, if you, if you're proficient at your photography, but you just want to hang out with like-minded people, this is the place to come along. And I think that's what these events are really good for. Uh, and like you said, bright, bright's beautiful. You know, you don't have to hang around HQ. You can just go, go in your spare time, take your camera and go up Buffalo or walk around town or, you know, do what you need to do. So it was good. And do they have, um, uh, photography competitions like they do yeah. yeah they they do yeah so there's a couple of competitions for prizes yeah uh so olympus have got one for the om1 they're giving away um there was a few others there as well i'm just trying to think but there was definitely other competitions um yep. and even printing so a couple of, there was a couple of people doing printing uh so you know you go to a workshop and then bring it back and they'll print it off for you so kl kl were there as well they're another yep. sponsor yeah, uh, Nissi filters were there, so you can come back and and print out what you're doing. So it was, yeah. it's it's really cool, and it'd be great if you come along next year, mate. I think you'd really really enjoy it because it's just a vibe. Um, I might just buy a ticket and show up. You could buy a ticket and show up. Uh, bring the fam, <laughs> bring the family up, grab a house or get a Airbnb, and then come along. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, sounds, so. no, it sounds great. Um, so as uh, Cam said, we'll link in. He will link in the description 
uh, to the links for to. I'm assuming you can sign up for like pre-registered that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think so. If you go to B, well, at least at least sign up and get the newsletter. Yeah, and that sort of I stuff. think yeah. uh, bfopaustralia.com.au will get you all the information. Very cool. Uh, and if you're there in 2023, come and say good day. I know it's 12 months away, but you know they'll be loyal. They'll be loyal listeners by then. Oh mate, we I would have thought uh, would have expanded our 344. YouTube subscribers. I'll tell you what, though. I, I, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of people at that festival knew about our little show, mate. Good. Yeah, it's our really community. Good. Hello to everyone that was at BFOP. Yeah. Hello. Sorry I wasn't there, but um, we'll see what we can organize. Uh, yeah, it was, it was um, really good. So it's, it's, uh, it's time for our tip of the week, which we still don't have a sting for, or do we? You're going to work on that, way. Oh, yeah. Um, so, no. <laughs> no, no, no. The simple answer is no, we don't have one. And neither. Um, Cam, this was your tip of the week. Would yeah. you like to take over tip of the week yeah. this week? Yeah, I feel like I'm talking the whole way through the episode, but that's okay. That's fine. I'll, I'll have my cup of tea and I'll I've been talking all weekend. I'll just, I'll just keep going. Just keep, keep um, rolling. So the tip of the week for this one, and this is something that came across in BFOP the last few days, is on your tripod, generally you'll have three or four maybe different areas that you need to tighten up. So there'll be the, the panning, the, the tilt, the shift, the whatever it might be, where the, the little quick plate goes in. Um, just do yourself a favor when you're doing your photo, your photos, a landscape or whatever it may be. And as you just about, as you get set up and get everything right, just tighten every single one of those three or four nuts up or screws up. So your camera doesn't tilt over or fall backwards. Or as I said before, make the you know, noise as it falls over <laughs> because on, on the weekend, there was so many things and it wasn't just my workshops. I, as I was walking past things around bright, I saw tripods flopping over and I saw legs collapsing and things like that. So I hate tripods with a passion. Like I completely hate them. I think they're the, they're the most stupidest thing we, we use in a photography kit, but they're very essential, but they are tediously annoying, but you need to tighten up all the legs, tighten up all the screws before you take a shot. Just make sure that everything's tight and not going to flop on you when you press the button. So that's my tip of the week. Uh, it's probably tip of the century, to be honest, but it's a, yeah. it's a good one. It's a good one. And it's, a, it's probably overlooked by people. I, I see it a lot as well. Mm. People... <laughs> I've actually had people bring tripods into my shop and they're like, Hey, um, I can't get this to, you know, it's not sitting and you, yeah. Little screw there. Yeah. There you go. Off you go yeah. now. And, and it's one it. thing though, like we get given cameras, right. And they're like, okay, you turn it on here. These your modes. Here's your dials. Here's the screen at the back. These are your settings. Bang. Away you go. You get a tripod. They go, there's your tripod. True. That's it. No one teaches you how to use a tripod. No. So and yeah. I know uh, the vast majority of, Tripods that you spend more than 40 bucks on or the yeah. one that came with the twin lens kit with your Canon yeah. 700D that, let's face it, is worth about eight bucks. Yeah. Um, they will come <laughs> with the tightening tool as well. So it's not yeah. just the quick release stuff. There's are actual like yes. threaded screws in there that need tightening yes, as well. Yes, that's and, right. Uh, and, you know, tripods bounce around in the back of in the boot of your car. Like they, yeah, they do. <laughs> no one looks after their tripod. So give it a bit of love back. Yeah. Here's a pop quiz for you. Are you are you a clip leggy or a screw leggy kind of guy? I'm a clip, clip leggy with mine. Yeah, I'm a click leggy too. Everyone yeah. swears by the screw leggies. I'm like, that's more things you got to think about the screw. I'm not a fan of the screw thing at all. I've got no. a, I haven't got it in reach, but I've got a, a stick that my GoPro goes on that's a screw thingy, and I it always fails. Yeah. Like it collapses yeah. or no. I like the I like my. I'm glad you said failed then because your your lips went to the F 
Yeah. So yeah, they they are uh, called quick release, aren't they? Quick release, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll quick release clips. Yeah, I'm I'm more of that as well. And mind you, the other thing I hate about tripods is the amount of times you get a little bit of skin caught in. Oh, the, I'm with that, you, man. That does my head in, and, and particularly when it's like two below zero. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. Of course, it's when it's cold, <laughs> and you take your gloves off to go and adjust yeah, it, and yeah. you click it in there. And that, I think that happened a few times. We had minus two at Buffalo the other day, and nice. Um, but yeah, just just trying to get your tripod all set up even and all that kind of stuff. It, you've just got to give the patience to the tripod and make sure everything's tightened and locked in and stable because oh, as I soon think, as it's not, it'll fall out. Well, over. you know, just expanding on that for one second, um, I've seen it happen a lot. People set their tripod up, which is great, and they get it all set up, and then they put their camera on it yep. without pushing down on it first to make yes, sure yes, that it's... Yes. You're trusting your tripod to hold your four thousand dollar camera before yes. you've even tested it. Yeah. So set your tripod up and just give it a wee little press on top. It's yeah. nice and easy to do, and you'll see it if it's balanced or not before you put your very expensive yeah. camera on top of it. You know what we're going to do this week? We're going to do a double up tip. Yeah. There's it's no a, jingle a, for the first tip. It's There's a, no. It's a two tipper. It's a double tipped. <laughs> it's a two tipper. Let's just leave that's, that. That's a, it's a docking tip. <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, we're getting wrong. Hey, um. So what I was going to say is, don't also walk away from your tripod. You just oh. reminded me. So there was a, there's a lovely gentleman by the name of McCool who came on one of my Olympus. I'm, I'm making someone else an example here. He came on my Olympus day at Cradle Mountain a few weeks ago. He was at BFOP and he came along to one of my workshops here. And as we were chatting along, we we're trying to get sort of set up for a shot. He had his camera there. He had his trusty, I think it was a Nikon on there. And he looked away for two seconds and it was in this uneven grassy bit behind me. And it's just gone like that. And I've just caught the camera for him. Don't forget <laughs> that. I caught that for you and lifted it back up. So again, once you've got your tripod all set up, once you think you've tightened all the nuts and crannies and all that kind of stuff, don't put your camera on there and then turn away to get your filter out of your bag. Um, I always still hang on to my strap when I'm using my tripod in case it falls over or uneven ground. So that's a double tip of the week for you. Don't. That's an absolute pro tip right there. Yeah, don't uh, don't walk away from your tripod. Um, can I tell you a quick story about a guy who did that? I'll tell We've you a quick. Got, we we have time. What about a horror story? A quick tell you about a horror story yes. about. Um, I did a workshop in Cradle Mountain once, and in the first day and a half, we lost four cameras broken, and one of them was on a tripod that fell in Dove Lake. There's a beautiful lake in front of Cradle. Lady turned around with a little backpack and just knocked her tripod into the water. Uh, another guy uh, dropped his camera on a rock out at Cradle, near Cradle Mountain. <laughs> and then with, within five minutes of each other, back at the Peppers Lodge, where the nice little pond is at the front, there was a lady who, same thing, she put her, her backpack on the ground and then she put her tripod leg between in between the strap of the, the camera bag. So she <laughs> went, to pick, went to pick up and move her bag and the camera went straight into the pond. So she was up to her waist getting that out of it. And then the catalyst of it all was a guy using a Canon had it set up really high, almost on its highest setting, this big Canon 5D with an L-series lens on it. He turned around and just knocked it, and the camera fell straight back onto the concrete path, smashed the entire back of his camera. And this is day two Ooh. of the workshop. So there's some big examples of why not to leave your uh, camera unattended whilst on a tripod because it yeah. will break and someone will do something stupid. Put your camera in your tripod, take your photos, yeah. get it off, and put the damn thing away. Yeah, and if you, <laughs> the other thing as well, if I if I'm doing that and I'm I know I'm going to turn around in my bag and fluff around or whatever, I take my camera back off the tripod and I put it directly under my tripod. So in amongst the, we know we used to put um, 
the kids on the beach you're saying that day you put it yes, in, yes. in amongst it. I put my yes. camera in there because it's probably the last place it's going to get knocked or run over. So True. that's another that's a triple tip. Wow. And a horror story. Look at us. All in one. And which leads us into everyone's favorite uh segment, Dear Cam. And it's just yes. the dear, it's the Cam show tonight. Can you fine. can you do, can you do this one? I'm running out of breath. <laughs> no, I can answer you, I can ask you the question. Right, yeah. Uh Dear Cam. Episode uh, 55. Make sure you answer it and make sure you pronounce the person it's from properly as well. I changed that before. Okay. Yep. okay. Uh, this is, <laughs> I see. Uh, yes. This is from the better Erin from BFOP. Yes, the better Erin of BFOP. Yep, she knows who she is. Dickham, do you try to find places no one else has been or do you look for a new take on old places? What is your advice for a newbie landscape photographer? That's a good question. That is a good question. Um, so, yeah, the better Aaron from BFOP, I, I'm sure this is the right Aaron I'm thinking of. Um, so I, I think what I try and do is a bit of both, actually. So I think it's always nice, like that shot behind you, that, that that's a postcard of, of that mountain and that little valley if I've ever seen one. So I try and make sure that I get that so-called new uh, old shot or classic shot. I try and get one of those and, and nail it. And I think, okay, now I've ticked that off. Now let's have a look around the you know, the other re region to see if there's any new shots. So that shot that Brendan's got there, I would take that shot. If that was a classic shot of that mountain, I'd say, right, let's get that, get it done and get it out the way. Excuse me. And then what I would do is I would then walk around and look around for different angles uh, for shots of that mountain or that valley. Um, so in regards to Aaron's question, um, do I try and find places no one else has been to? Um, I definitely try and find composition no one else that I've seen has done. Um, and down here in Tassie, there's still places you can get to that a little bit undiscovered. Um, but I try and do a bit of both. I try and nail a postcard, so to speak. And then I think, right, I've got that. Let's go and see if I can get a different take on a new area or, you know, if I'm somewhere I've never been before, try and get a new shot. So what about you, Dip Brendan? Do you do you search for new spots or do you just Yeah, go... I, do, I, I do particularly um, here on the Ballerine because the Ballerine Peninsula where I live is really small. Yeah. Um, there's, it's not, it's not a very big area at all. So I'm constantly on the lookout for new stuff in the photo. So, um, Point Lonsdale, where I go to a lot, mm. where the lighthouse is, where the spirit of Tassie went through last mm. night when you waved to me. It was smooth. Um, it's good. Nice. I organized that for you. Um, <laughs> you know, there's always different cloud, different tide, different swell. You know, the sun is in a different position every couple of days you can tell that it's moved slightly so um i think from that point of view i'm always on the hunt as you say for the for a different composition mm. even if it is a well-trodden path and a well-photographed place because i think that's that's what adds the wow factor like everyone's like oh yeah everyone's seen a thousand photos of the point lines lighthouse but hang on i haven't seen it with a sunset like that or yeah, i haven't seen yeah. it i haven't seen it you know from behind those grasses or from you know that particular angle or from the drone and that sort of stuff mm, so yeah um I, i'd actually i don't want to blow my own trumpet here but this photo behind me i'd, I'd actually be surprised if there's many others of that composition well it's funny um, you say that mate because i did a i did a quick search on the tookie tookie river yeah and then i did a quick search on that to, was it tomato tomato yeah, mountain tomato tomato mountain um yeah yeah and there was i going through google images i didn't see a single composition that looked anything like that yeah um most people um seems to be either up, up further maybe 
Yeah, I'll put it on the screen now, but most people um, take this image, which is from the lookout up in that saddle looking uh, northeast, and yep. you get the light lighting up. The um, I sent it to you, and and you actually said that was one of the nicest photos yes. uh, from my trip. Yeah. Um, but this this place here, because it's from the drone, and I've flown it from private property from mm. my brother's place, you know, across there, and people don't sort of see that enough. But what, no. what made it, what absolutely made it, and I'm going to, Keep talking about this photo as the cows come out. Can I the guess? Light, look, look at the light. The light, yeah. It's nuts. I mean, it's just lit up that little hill right yeah, at the, the base of the peak. And even if you look at the peak itself and off to the left, there's little bits of peak yeah. that have been lit up. And then those yeah. trees that's just painted yeah. all in. You know? Well, it's, now, it's funny. And, it's, yeah, I was yeah, just going to say that that line of trees down the bottom almost mirrors that, that lit up ridge line. Yeah. Same green, same light. So it's lovely. Yeah. And for reference, if you have a look at the bottom, well, bottom right hand area, those little white dots are sheep. So oh, yeah. it's a, I can see this sheep. is a big landscape like that. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. It's just, it's a, it's an awesome place. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stop talking about Timata Peak now. No, no, that's good. It's, um, yeah, it's a beautiful spot. Uh, it's called, yeah, is so, that, it's called Sleeping Beauty. Is that right? Or Sleeping Giant? Oh, uh, the Sleeping Giant. Um, yeah. So when you're uh, in Havelock North, the town on the, literally on the other side of where I've taken this photo is Havelock North. Yep. Um, and there's a particular angle. It does look like a giant laying on his back. And yeah, okay. I suppose from this side, you can sort of make it out. But from the other side, you certainly can. It's a lot yeah. better. So um, yeah. we should yeah, run a workshop cool. there. <laughs> it's endless. It's yeah. just, it is endless and it's untapped. It's absolutely stunning. So you say the name. You say the name, time, and I'll be there. Uh, 7th of October next year. You busy? If we go to New Zealand, I'd probably pee, I'd probably <laughs> pike, pike on BFOP and go to New Zealand instead. <laughs> love it, no, love it. Yeah. Uh, so thanks to the better Erin from BFOP for your question. Send yeah. us your, if you have a deer cam question, by all means, send it to us uh, in the links below or at our Flash brand new website, which as yet doesn't exist. Have we even looked at doing one yet? Like uh, it, it'll it'll get there. It'll get there when when I get a day off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stop it! When you uh, and I both what, get a day off, this is true. Uh, mm. So that leads me into what's coming up for you, Cameron. Uh, what's coming up to me? I, I have three workshops left for the year, and uh, I'm feeling it. I'll give you the red hot tip. Yep. Uh, so this uh, when this podcast comes out. Uh, I'll be on my way, if not already, in the Tarkine up in northwest Tasmania. Really? Got a lovely group of six people coming down to spend, uh, what is it, four days, five five days, four days, one of those. We're up there for a few days. Yeah. Um, so we're going to explore all the coastline, all the forests, all the rivers and things like you, that. You stay in one place for the we, like we do. One accommodation centre? Yeah, we stay at a place called Tall Timbers in Smifton. Cool. And then we just we just head out each time from there. So. Uh, we most of the little trips are about half hour, forty minutes out to the coast or into the forest, so it's not too far from everything. Uh, so looking forward to that. There is a lot of weather on its way this week, which is going to be hitting that part of Tasmania. So I'm hoping we don't have to get the submarines out. Or oh, well, that makes for better photos. So it, bit, well, bit, I, it is. It does. Bit of drama. I'm looking for it, but uh, and then after that. I'm back for another week or two, and then I've got uh, a little trip down to the southwest, which is a little three-dayer. And then I finish off on the Franklin River in November, and I'm done for the year. So is that the rafting on Franklin River? That is the are, rafting. Are we on... around to that already? We are around for that. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> uh, no, should we actually... Only because should... your boat flipped over last time. Only because last time but... we went out. That's right. That's that's the thing I'm nervous about. But at BFOP, I've got... What have I got? One, two, three, four. I've got five... I've got... Four people coming with me, and three of them were at BFOP all together. 
very so, good. So, um, so they were all talking and exchanging notes and and insurance policies. And you've had a pre-brief. I've had a pre-brief. Uh, our wonderful friend Tom Putt, he's also joining us on this trip. Uh, he's bringing himself and one of his customers along. So, unfortunately, I've got eight days on a river with Tom. Uh, I tell you what, though, I've seen our hide. New, I've seen our new book that we're doing, Tom and I, and it looks nice. Yep. It's not out yet. We're getting it proofed and all that kind of stuff, but cool, exciting. So that's me. What about uh, what about your good self? Are you so back to the shops. Uh, yeah, you you take a few days off. Well, in my case, nine days off, and uh, you pay for it. Yeah, you do. yeah. <laughs> um, busy, busy, busy. Uh, my staff did a wonderful job while I was away, of course. Um, but there's only one me and. Uh, People want to. People like to deal with me for some crazy reason. I have no idea why, but anyway. Well, um, Mel, Mel used to, but not anymore. I know. Sorry, Mel. I'll be in touch. <laughs> Don't call me. We'll call you. Call Something. me. Call me, and then we'll, we'll exchange what it happened. What Mel needs on the podcast. On the podcast. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so busy, and of course we are. I hate to say it, but we are Christmas. now officially on the downhill run to Christmas. Yeah, so, I was just thinking that. Um, can you believe, as we're recording this, it's the 12th of October, so this goes out on the 15th. It's ridiculous. Like, how did yeah. how did that, no, we still go out on the 14th. How ridiculous. <laughs> how did this happen, Cameron? I don't know. And <laughs> Christmas is easily the busiest time for camera retail. Camera retail, but also photo printing. And yeah. uh, I'm going really hard. Uh, next week and the week after to really push uh, get people getting in early. We're going to have material shortages again, like we did the last uh, two Christmases, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. particularly like frames and stuff like that. Um, picture framing glass is is yeah. at a premium. So all that sort of stuff. But that's all right. We'll, we'll get that all pushed out. And, um, and, and you, you're running summer. You're running both stores at the moment. They're still all, all going, aren't they? Yes. So we have um, Ocean Grove and Torquay are in full swing. Um, yeah. Torquay is uh, is busy, but I want it busier. So yeah. I don't know why I'm even saying that when I'm busy enough. But, yeah, you know. The, and and the new staff, or they're not new anymore. Are they they're settled in, or we've we've got uh, we've got some fantastic staff members, um, particularly our new girl Rachel. Shout out to Rachel, who basically and Joe, Rachel and Joe, who ran the show while I was away. Right. Uh, Joe's been with me since day dot, but uh, yep. Rachel is relatively new and she did a cracking job. The feedback's been fantastic. So well, No doubt there'll be a Christmas bonus there for Rachel. No doubt. I'm a very yeah. generous boss, Cam. Do you do that? Do you remember in Camera House we used to get bonuses at the end of the year and used to, well, not really, but used to get prizes and stuff. Do you do that kind of yeah. stuff? Yeah, I, I remember, um, <laughs> I think I think when I uh, left Camera House, I was only there for two and a half years. This was the city. No, I wasn't yeah. even there for two years. I did two right. Christmases. I wasn't even there for two years. And I think I've worked out, I, I could be wrong here, but I think from memory, I'd chalked up somewhere in the vicinity of $12 million in sales in those couple of years that I was there. Wow. I was given a box of chocolates that was expired when I left. Mm. <laughs> says, says a lot doesn't it <laughs> it was it was so bad that it was good yeah, yeah. I, felt, I thought i felt like i was in an episode of the office or something I was yeah like, yeah what <laughs> there was a few stories actually about our old stomping ground i, I think i've thought. overinflated my sale value there i don't think it was that high whatever it was a lot and, it was a yeah. lot um, there was a few little stories about our old workplace uh, spoken around at BFOP with yeah. people that knew that area and, and knew yes. the people who were working there. Well, we're still um, on the air. Let's not get sued. I was going to say we're still on the air, but I'll tell you what, the stories are very similar. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Good, good time. Uh, so, uh, thanks, Cam. Good to see you back in the chair. Uh, are thanks, we going to see you, you next week? You're back from the Tarkon next week. So, we'll do uh, yeah, a, we'll do another yeah. one. Yeah, I think we're almost good. Are we going to have a hiatus over Christmas? Um, Speaking of, we'll no doubt sneak a couple in, but let's not talk. Let's talk about that in a couple of months when we get there. The we need to run another. We need to run another competition. Uh, we will also the, the person that won the one hundred and fifty dollar voucher for <laughs> August. We've just received the voucher. Yeah, uh, we will be in yeah. touch. ASAP. The checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah, checks in the mail. Uh, so unfortunately, it's Australia Post, and uh, we know what they're like. But uh, yeah, COVID, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good to see you, mate. Good to see you had a great time yeah. with the family in New Zealand, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. No. Uh, refreshed yeah. and ready to go as i say on the downhill run to christmas uh yeah. thanks for tuning in folks this has been episode 55 of the down south photo show we will see you for episode 56 next week we will bye see you later that's it see you later oh i can't think of anything else i don't speak enough languages to do something smart every week <laughs>